Hello, 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 and welcome to another incredible episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And thank you guys for checking out this episode. Um, it's a very special episode, and by special I mean I've done this before. Uh, it's an Ask Nix Anything, which means I post it out on social media. Hey, looking for some questions, topics, anything you guys want me to talk about. Uh, and you did, and I'm going to talk about them. Uh, no guests this week, it's just me, uh, me and my lonesome, but that's kind of fun. Uh, I think some people like these. Uh, if this is your first time checking this out, my name is Marvelous Matt Nix. I'm a professional wrestler, uh, former professional wrestler, actually, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, this is a show about nothing, basically. <laughs> um, I just talk with my friends and people that interest me and I like to learn things that's a big thing about this podcast so like a lot of times uh it's just me asking questions about things that I don't know and um it's fun I love learning I spend a lot of my time uh watching documentaries about ancient civilizations or you know the nature shows and and just space I I watch a lot of space videos online (laughs) I'll be honest uh, not just alien videos, because I know y- if you know me, you know I'm a big uh, alien guy and conspiracies and the paranormal and just anything that anything that you just like don't know or like things that are like unexplained. That's like my shit, straight up. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, that's basically what this podcast is completely though. Um, we just talk about whatever we want, and sometimes I have people on here to, to talk about it with me. But uh, if you don't already, uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at my Violet Podcast on Twitter. Um, I believe it's my Violet Tendencies on Instagram. Uh, and then for Instagram, Twitter, and stuff for me, if you want to check out stuff that I say at the Matt Nix M A T T K N I C K S. I don't really post that much on my Twitter anymore. Um, for what I basically what I was alluding to before, former professional wrestler, I um, about a m- couple months ago now, because it's it's about to be September. Holy cow! Um, I decided to step away from professional wrestling and mo- more importantly, freelance wrestling, the company that I run and have been running here in Chicago for the last seven years. And uh, it wasn't a very easy easy um, decision to make. I know I've, if you know me or anybody else in wrestling, we talk about wanting to leave all the time. We're like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I mean, like, for me specifically, it was just like, I have a lot going on in my, you know, my personal life and professional life as well, like with, with where I work and everything and and just like the the amount of responsibilities and pressures, I guess that was put on me um, in wrestling as well, like with running a running a, a independent promotion, um, a, a professional wrestling school, um, and just like having to deal with people like constantly like contacting me and just like wanting you know looking for bookings or what whatever and just. Um, it it really just started to take a toll on me and wrestling itself just wasn't fun 
anymore. And I know that some people might scoff at that and be like, oh, it's, like, it's not fun. Ooh, boo as, as Mark Villanueva would say, oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, wrestling's not fun. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was not fun for me anymore. And, and anything you do in your life, if, if you... If you're not having fun doing it, then why the fuck are you doing it? And for me, it was like I felt that I felt this way for a while. And but I felt like I was like in, in a way I felt like I was trapped um, because I have these responsibilities with like running a wrestling company, running a school. And I was like, well, I can't just quit because like it affects so much, so many more people than just myself. And I like I couldn't I, I just can't be that selfish like I can't just be like or right, well just because I'm not enjoying this anymore like everybody else that like depends on these bookings or the school like screw you guys I'm just gonna go like live my life and like you know some people will tell you that that's the way you have to do it. like I mean mental health is a very very important thing um, you know people some people like to try to like diminish um when people talk about like their mental health and stuff like that, because they're like, Oh, well just like suck it up or just, you know, like man up is, is, is one that a lot of people like to say, but you know, it's, it is very important and you never really know, you know, what people are going through ever. And that's like, I, I, as, as I've gotten older in my life, I, I try to think about that a lot more when I'm interacting with people or talking to people, because I'm just like, like, I know what I'm going through and I know how shitty my days can be, but I try not to let that, you know, show. And like, I try not to let that affect my, you know, interaction with people around me. Cause like, just because I'm not having a good day doesn't mean that I have to take that on you. You know, like there are people that do that, but I don't want to be one of those people. So, but I digress cause I'm rambling now, but but I just, I, I needed to do something because it was, it was getting to the point where I was just like, I felt like I was suffocating and I made a few phone calls, talked to some people that I, you know, that I love and I trust. And, you know, I, I, the school is in good hands. Freelance wrestling is in good hands. I trust these people to kind of like keep things going and, you know, uh, continue my vision, I guess. Um, and, uh, it, it was hard. It was really fucking hard thing to do. Um, I didn't think I would ever have the strength to, to be able to kind of be like, Hey, like I need help doing the, I need help. I, and, and I, you know, by handing off control and, and everything like that was such a big thing. And, you know, admitting to myself that I needed to seek professional help to kind of cope with, uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on. And, and I'll admit like, like it's been better. Like, I mean, it's not like this stuff, stuff like that does not get fixed overnight. And, you know, but I'm learning a lot of things about myself and I'm learning to be stronger and more, I guess, um, uh, have more confidence in myself, which is something that I feel like I've lost a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot of it. So, um, but it's good. And like, it's not like, 
it's not like I'm completely done like with wrestling because I like I still love wrestling. I still love wrestling. Like that's never going to change. That's never going to be eliminated from my body and my brain. It's just it's part of who I am. It's it's part of who I will be forever and and just because I'm taking a step away now doesn't mean that like at some point down the road that I, I mean, everyone always like laughs at people like nobody stays retired and whatever, whatever. I'm not saying I'm retired at all. I just need some time away. And I hope that I can definitely come back and f- feel like I belong. Like I, there was a big part of it too. Is like, I felt like I just didn't belong anywhere. I never felt like, I never felt like I was part of it, part of, wrestling i guess i don't know like i always kind of just felt like i was on the outs but you know we'll figure it out maybe one day i'll be be able to feel that way and and come back and you know be welcomed with open arms um but yeah that's kind of just like my explanation i don't know i haven't really 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 addressed any of this publicly um other than like i i made a, a twitter post um when i when i did leave and um, I don't know. I just like it. I've been wanting to, 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 I mean, I, my girlfriend, Nicole was just basically like, all right, well, you're not going to have to find something else to do. Cause you're not going to sit in the house all day, which is fine. Cause I'm usually at work, but, but I like, I love, I love doing this. I love doing the podcast. Like this is, this is, so, this is, this is fun for me. It's just not fun when I have zero time to do it. Um, but I'm making time. I have to make time because I need to, I need this creative outlet. I need to feel like I'm doing something. Um, but I mean, in the meantime, I've been going to a lot of baseball games. It's been great. Um, I've been going to games with, uh, with Alex Olson, Chris Castro, Trevor Outlaw. Um, I went with, uh, the artist formerly known as Mike Charles, Ian Shear. Like I, I went, I've been going to a lot of games with a lot of friends and it's been, it's been great. I want to keep going to baseball games. Um, it keeps my mind off of things. I love baseball. Love football. Football is going to be freaking awesome this year. <laughs> I'm very excited for the season. Um, but yeah, man, that was a, that was a tangent. Um, I guess we can start getting into some of these questions cause like, that's probably the, the reason most of you guys are listening. Uh, or you just like listening to my voice, which is pretty good. It sounds great when it's in recorded form. Not in real life. But, let's see. All right, we're going to start like with these questions here. Uh, Tony Nas. Shout out Tony Nas. He's a favorite character on The Sopranos. Um, well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have never seen the Sopranos and I know that's kind of like blasphemy. I know it's considered one of the greatest shows in television history. And I just, I never, (laughs) growing up, I didn't, I never had HBO. So like, I never really had a chance to really watch it. Um, but uh, like now I guess I have more free time on my hands. Uh, I would love to watch The Sopranos. I know uh, my girlfriend has also expressed interest in wanting to watch it as well. So uh, I can't really say. I guess I'll just say Tony Soprano because it's like he's like the only one I know. Um, but I'm excited to check it out, and uh, I, I will. Uh, I'll text you, Tony, and let you know who my favorite character is once we start watching it. Um, Donnie the Moose. 
on Instagram. He says, is ketchup on a hot dog actually punishable by death in Chicago? Um, it really depends on who you're asking. If you're asking Castro, I'm sure he would uh, let you know what he feels about ketchup on a hot dog. Uh, me personally, I'm not a big fan of ketchup in general. Uh, I know as a kid, when when my mom would make hot dogs and stuff, we would just put like ketchup, mustard, relish, and shit all over the hot dogs. Like it didn't, I didn't know that was a thing until I got a little bit older, and everyone was like, "That's not Chicago style hot dog." And it's like, whatever, like put whatever you want on a hot dog. I've seen people put like uh, mayonnaise on a hot dog, which sounds fucking disgusting. But hey, I mean, maybe it's good. I would try it. I'm when it comes to food stuff. I'll pretty much try anything once. Like even if it looks absolutely disgusting, I'll try it once just to be like, "Yep, that was that was gross." Um, or maybe it's good, and maybe you find out new food combinations that you didn't think about before. So, uh, is it punishable by death though? Not for real, but a lot of Chicagoans will definitely look down on you if you put ketchup on a hot dog. Uh, OG Frank three one oh sorry OG Hank three one two shout out Hank. Uh, he says, describe your perfect sandwich. What is your, what is, oh, what is your happy song? I guess those are two questions. Describe, <laughs> describe your perfect sandwich. Um, hmm. My perfect sandwich, I think I would say slightly toasted bread. Like, so you put it in the toaster and you, you pop it yourself like halfway through it. So it's only like a little bit toasted. So slight, to, slightly toasted bread put some mayonnaise on uh some smoked turkey um some maybe a little piece of ham slice of uh salami some provolone cheese lettuce tomato pickles um and a lot of mustard i'm a big mustard guy that to me oh maybe some bacon too oh yeah that sounds great uh, that would be the, the my perfect sandwich right now. Um, what is my happy song? Um, you know, honestly, I might say there's a song called "Shining On" by this band called Big D and the Kids Table, and they're like kind of like a ska band. I mean, they are a ska band, um, but it's uh, it's just like it's a song that I I think I heard it for the first time when I was like in high school still. And it's just, it's a song that like I can, I can, if I'm ever feeling like shitty and I'm like, I'm at work or whatever, I'm like, oh, I just want to like listen to like music. And if I put this song on, like it, it, like without fail will always immediately like lift my mood. And it's, it's just so upbeat and just fun. And like the chorus of the song is great. It's like, no, I can't stop from just smiling when that damn sun is shining on hell is just shining down all over me. Like, it's just like. It's so positive. It's just like imp- it's impossible to still be in a bad mood after listening to that song. So that would be my answer for that. Uh, Pat Monix, Pro- shout out Project Monix. He said he asked, "Will I be at Gallimania? Uh I don't think so. <laughs> Nothing against Gali. I love Gali Lucha Libre here in Chicago. Uh, legitimately, was the first." wrestling company outside of like our home fed uh we started at csw golly was the first company outside of csw that ever booked me uh and carlos who's the promoter there he's great dude uh, such a nice guy like he's always t- like taking care of us and 
I had so much fun on those shows, like experimenting with uh, different wrestling moves and just what works, what doesn't work. So a lot of like the stuff that you saw, like that uh, that I did, was like I would try it first on Gali shows and and see how it worked there because the crowds there were were usually pretty receptive of like, you know, weird stuff. <laughs> uh, Trevor Outlaw, shout out Trevor Outlaw. He says, "Do you know the vibes?" Yes, Trevor. I know the vibes. I do know the vibes. <laughs> uh, Jake Country on Instagram. He says, want to start a band. I do want to start a band. Um, that is like, I know like, there's there's some people that are going to be listening to this and they're going to be like, Nick is always talking about wanting to do this. Or wanting to do that. And, oh, I want to, <laughs> I want to start a band. I want to do this. Like, I am notoriously that if there's one thing, if, there, if there's one thing, I guess we'll, we'll narrow it down to one thing. If there's one thing that I'm like terrible at and that's gassing myself up to want to do something and getting really into the idea of doing it. And then the next day just being like, eh, I'll do it at some point and then just never going back to it. And that's a big part of like this podcast too. Why like, you know, I initially launched it and wanted to be like, Hey, this is going to be like a weekly thing. And then I realized, Hey, that's a lot of fucking work to do. Um, (laughs) and it's also like, I mean, also coupled with like my fucking anxiety and just thinking like, Oh, well no one's going to want to listen to this bullshit. And no one's, no one cares. Like no one's going to like, it's, it's so hard to get out of that mindset and just do it. And like, like doing Twitch streaming, like I wanted to do Twitch streaming so bad. And then like, I see other people doing it so well, like Castro, Castro has been killing it doing his Twitch streaming and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm never, I'll probably never be able to do it that good. So I'm, I don't even want to try now. And it's so hard to like, just not talk yourself out of that kind of stuff. And starting a band was like one of those things. Like I've talked about it with Nigel, uh, shout out Nigel Bravo. Uh, I talked about doing it with, with one of my coworkers, Jacob and like, like I, I love music. Music is probably like outside of wrestling, like is probably one of the one, one of the main things I'm most passionate about in my life. And like, I can credit my dad for that. Like just, I love music. I love all types of music. Like there's like, I, I obviously like I'm, I listen to a lot more punk rock, um, more than anything, but I like, I love everything. I love, I love rap. I love R and B. I love, you know, I love country. I love, smooth jazz like i just like i love music uh and i've always dreamt about like performing music and but like i was like uh well you know being in wrestling that's my that's my focus this is what i have to do and now that i'm not like you know involved as much anymore like maybe this is a time where i can you know take that chance and like try to do something i mean and actually uh i didn't even talk about this at the top of the show because this probably won't have it but like i've been i'm working on a new uh theme song for this podcast and i'm very excited about it i'm uh working with kevin aldridge who did the theme he did the theme song for the podcast uh that is current that the one that you heard at the top of the show and it's great it's awesome it's exactly what i wanted at the time it's it's spooky little alien inspired uh and just like it's great and he's a great musician and he'll probably be on the show uh soon um, but I wanted something new, something different, something that would 
kind of fit the vibe of the show a little bit more. And so I reached out to him about helping me make another song. And I actually wrote the lyrics to the new theme song for this podcast that, uh, I mean, you won't hear it now, but it's soon, hopefully soon, it, it'll make its debut. And I, I wrote all the words to it. And I was, I'm actually pretty proud of it because I didn't think that I could write a song, I guess, even if it is only like 30 seconds. And uh, I'm very excited that uh, I'm having uh, Ryan Rockwell, who's the he, formerly of the band Mixtapes, now uh, Billboards. Um, Mixtapes was like one of my favorite bands that growing up. So like uh, to have he's a past guest of the show to have him uh, come on my podcast was 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 awesome to be able to like talk with him and stuff and just like uh, you know nerd out over his music and then. I asked him, I was like, hey, would you would you be interested in doing the vocals for this podcast song for me? And he was like, absolutely, I'd be honored. And I was like fangirling out super hard. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy with how it sounds so far, and I can't wait to share it with everybody. And yes, I would very much like to start a band. So please, people, help me do this. I would love to. Uh, Alfonso underscore G... Uh, he says thoughts, thoughts, and of the new Spider-Man trailer slash rank the Spider-Man movies. Um, hmm. Thoughts on the new trailer? I think it's incredible. I can't wait. Uh, Spider-Man is li- literally one of my favorite characters. Um, and especially with like this most recent iteration of him in the MCU, uh, with Tom Holland has been has been great. He's he's arguably the most spot-on Peter Parker that's ever been done. Uh, it's the same shit you'll hear on anybody's podcast talking about this, but no, I think it's great. I'm very excited. Uh, all this multiverse stuff that's coming up is like literally all, it's all I care about now. I'm like, it's exciting. Cause it's, it's like all this stuff is like, is, is just, it's straight out of the comic books and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they do this and how they introduce different characters. And it's just fun with how, how, off the rails they're going to be getting with it and i can't wait to see what happens uh as far as ranking the movies oh god um i haven't seen like i've seen all of them oh i haven't seen i didn't see the second andrew garfield one um i mean that first that first toby one is just so good and it's just i like i think it might other than like the x-men movies it might be one of like the first like superhero movies that like kind of started this whole trend now and like in the in the since like the early 2000s and i mean it's iconic and like there's such great characters in that movie and like macho man's in it so it's fucking awesome uh um i i think that might be my favorite um but then like after that like you know the homecoming homecoming was great far from home was great um spider-man 2 and then Spider-Man 3, and then I guess the Andrew Garfield one's at the bottom there. Not, not that they're bad movies, but I guess in comparison, um, I just like them the least. So I guess that's me ranking uh, the Spider-Man movies. Uh, Prince Petty, shout out Tyler. He said, how much are you loving this run that the White Sox are on? Um, I'll be honest, If and if you listen to last week's episode where I talked with the artist, uh i love i'm loving it man i am i i've been i've been a big baseball fan my whole life uh my family's a big baseball family 
I mean, that's just like what we've, that's, that was like our first love. And like, I played baseball my whole life. Um, and I've always been a White Sox fan. Uh, it's funny because like my, myself and my dad are both Sox fans. My mom, my brother, and my sister are all Cubs fans. So we were kind of like house divided. Uh, a lot of shit talking. It's great. All in good fun though. Um, and I mean like the White Sox, I mean, outside of like that year of 2005, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, that was like the only good year that the Sox have ever had in my lifetime. And especially in the last couple of years, like when we saw this rebuild starting and I was like, okay, well, they're going to be really bad for a while. And like for me being in like on the road and stuff like that and just like dealing with wrestling stuff, like I didn't really like follow baseball as closely as I, as, as I am now. I would have like ESPN, like, you know, updates on my phone where it would let me know when the game started, um, when scores would happen and just like, you know, what the final score is. And that that was pretty much how I would keep up with the games. I'd be like, oh, Sox lost again. Oh, Sox lost again. And that was kind of it. Um, But like now I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, I have all this free time and like the Sox are going to start being good this year. And like, I just want to start going to a bunch of games. And it's just been so much fun. I mean, obviously it's fun to watch them win, but like being there live and like, you know, you, I've been to so many like wrestling shows in my life too, that where you just like, you feel like that, that energy in the crowd and like, it, it just like, it makes it, it makes the show so much more fun. It's the same thing at these games. Like the, the crowd there is just so hyped to have this team be so good. And like you go to a game and these guys are hitting home run after home run after home run. And that just like that electricity in the stadium and everybody's just losing their shit. Everyone's high fiving. Like it's just so much fun to kind of be there and, and be in the middle of all that. And, um, and it's, it's just like, obviously we want this to end in, in a championship, but, but even like, even so, like there's so many great memories from this season alone that I'm just like, man, like if we can just like be like in the top of the league, like top, top five teams in the league for the next couple of years, I'll be happy with that. I mean, definitely want another ring, but you know, I'll, I'll be happy with, with consistent winning and beating the Cubs. <laughs> uh, Sterling shout out Sterling. Uh, he says, go to concession stand purchase. Uh, I guess we'll specifically say it because like I, I'm not a big concession. So let me say that again. I'm not a big concession stand guy. Like it's, I think that stems from my childhood of my parents were like very much like, oh, like, well, everything here is expensive. Like <laughs> we we don't want to buy like like food at the show. You eat before you go. You know, that was kind of like our thing. And like I never really thought about it. Uh, I just kind of was like, oh yeah, that's just what we did. We didn't, we never really bought like concessions and stuff, but, um, now <laughs> I love, dude, I, if I go to these, these socks games, I'm getting, the, I'm getting the dog and I'm getting the dog with all these grilled onions on it and, and mustard. I love mustard, but yeah, the, the hot dogs with the grilled onions. I like, I dream about those hot dogs because it's just like the smell, with the, the hot dog with the grilled, mu- grilled onions on it. It's it's insane. I'm thinking about it right now. Now, Ugh. I'm going to the game tomorrow. So, when you're listening to this podcast, I will be at the game that day. So, uh, Sterling also asks, "Who did you hate working with and hate booking?" Hmm, that's a very loaded question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, there was not really. I don't know. Like it's it's kind of hard to say. Like every, like. 
I, I don't think I necessarily hated working with anybody. Oh, no, actually, <laughs> I've got a great person. Not that I don't hate this person at all, but uh, I, there's a wrestler at Galilucha by the name of Atomico Jr. And he, I don't even know how old he is now, but like at the time, I think he was like 11 years old or some shit. I don't know. He was like a kid. And they were like, oh, yeah, he's going to he's going to wrestle. And like they had like a bunch of the the juniors, as they called them, in like a six man tag against like myself and a couple other guys. And I was like, oh, yeah, this will be fun. Like, we'll like we'll work with the kids like and, you know, it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. It was not fun because Tomiko Jr. for being a little kid and just like had the heaviest fucking hands I've ever been hit with. And just like chopping me, even for an eleven year old. I mean, he didn't like, he didn't like hurt me, hurt me. But I was just like, holy shit! Like, I've never been hit that hard before in my life. And I just remember like getting chopped by him so hard, and I was just like, oh, I never want to wrestle this guy again. Um, but he's a good kid. He's working hard. Um, I don't know. I don't know about like booking. Probably Michael Elgin. He was kind of a, a pain in the ass. Um. But yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, I'm gonna go drive into these ones. Six one six Entertainment. Shout out Ian. Shout out Six One Six Entertainment. Uh, big inspiration of this podcast. Uh, do, 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 do. He says, "What secret that you had to keep for work was the craziest? Sting, punk, something else." Um. Well. I will say that we did have to sign NDAs at work, so <laughs> I don't know. I can't say anything else. I mean, I don't. I don't know anything. Like they don't fucking tell us shit. Like I'm not. I am not in the know. Um, I'm. I'm just. I just do the grunt work. I'm. I print T-shirts. Um, but sometimes we see stuff like that. We have to print like a little bit sooner than most people do. Uh, like the Sting stuff. I like. I. I guess we knew about Sting. A week before he debuted um but like obviously like we can't can't talk about it the punk stuff i did not know until it happened like we they they kept that one close to close to the chest um which i'm glad they did like that was uh, being there live oh my god i didn't even talk about that oh my goodness so perk of the job working at pro wrestling tees i've been working there for seven years we were given uh, tickets. We got tickets for the United Center show. Uh, the the first dance is what they call that AEW Rampage, and uh, we were able to go. Like the the whole shop went. Uh, we got the first four rows right on, on opposite a hard cam side, and uh, I will say this: like I've been to a lot of wrestling shows in my life. I've been to a lot of concerts. I've been to a lot of events in general and that was pro i mean that that was easily the coolest wrestling moment i've ever seen live like you know growing up i've always been a big fan of of punk um ever since like i first like saw him i was like just immediately gravitated towards him because he was at the time i would i i would say I was straight edge. I mean, I guess I was only 15 years old, 14, 15. I didn't even know what alcohol was, but 14, 15, 
was like, yeah, I'm, I'm straight edge. And then like, I see this wrestler who's straight edge and he likes punk rock music. And I'm like, Oh, he's my favorite wrestler now. And just following his career. And I actually like the first ring of honor show that I ever was able to go to. Cause my, my dad didn't like <laughs> taking us to shows. Um, the, my first ring of honor show was August 13th, 2005 punk. The final chapter, it was punk's last match in ring of honor where he wrestled cabana, the main event. And that was such a cool thing to be able to see live. And like, just to say like, Oh, I saw his send off. And like, it was, it was a beautiful moment. Like, and you know, following his career in WWE, being there live when he won the WWE championship at money, in the bank um, was awesome as well. But like, nothing will ever top like just being there and, and witnessing his return to professional wrestling because like you know I you 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 know how much he loved how much this guy loved wrestling and it broke it broke my heart broke it broke a lot of people's hearts to see him walk away like that and in, in especially the way it happened and not really getting a chance to kind of uh walk out on his own terms so you know we all waited patiently and to see it happen and, and it just at the United Center and just like when his music hit, it was it was honestly the loudest thing I've ever fucking heard. And it was so loud that I could feel like my insides shaking. And I just like I I just like wow. And I lean I just lean forward and, and I say to Nicole, I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. And just like everybody's just like around us is just crying and like la and just screaming and just cheering and just everyone's so excited that he's back. And I'm, and I just like, I was like, I can't believe it. Like, this is awesome. Like I am, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy that he's able to like, I we saw him smiling and I'm like, man, I've never seen that dude smile so much. Like it, it's awesome. It's awesome to see him back. It's awesome to see. I can't wait to see what, what he does and, what impact he's going to leave on, on wrestling now, like wanting to work with all these young dudes There's like a hell, they have a plethora of talent in AEW and a lot of guys that are going to benefit from working with him. And I just can't wait like to see like, this is one of those moments that we're going to look back on in wrestling history that like, this is the moment when things changed. And like, I think it's going to be like, and it's going to be awesome to be able to, you know, tell my kids that I was there, you know, to see that. And, it was awesome. Um, that was kind of a very long-winded answer for that <laughs> that question. But um, Ian also asks, he said, "What scared you the most as a child?" Uh, I'm gonna. I have an easy answer for that. Uh, as a kid, I, as a kid, I wasn't really scared of a lot of things, but I was absolutely terrified of ET <laughs> for some reason. I just remember specifically going to universal studios with my family and riding we went on the et ride and the entire time i had my my eyes closed and my ears plugged because i didn't want to see or hear anything i used to have nightmares about et where he I, I had nightmares that he was like he would drag my brother out of his bed and like pull him into the closet and i'm just be like oh don't do it i don't know why like i think he just like looked scary to me but you know, that was, that was something that was like, took a long time for me to get over. Um, but I love that movie. Love E.T. Not scared of him anymore. Scared of snakes though. Don't like snakes. Um, 
Ian also asks, did you have any other dreams besides the one you accomplished, being a pro wrestler and running your own company? Duh. Um, well, yeah, we kind of talked about that earlier um, of, of performing and just doing music. Like, that's that's still a dream of mine that, like, I don't know if I'll even be good at it or, like, if it's even possible, but, like, I would love to try it. I would love to do it. I would love to... I guess a dream of mine would be to to just to be able to record an album and just be like, hey, I did I did this. I made I made an album, even if it sucks. Like I just want to be able to. I, w- I just want to do it. Um. So hopefully I can do that one day. Um. He also asks, who is your favorite movie villain? Hmm. That's a good question. Um. <laughs> uh, trying to think. I think for me, I, I guess easy answer without thinking too hard. Um, I guess Killmonger from Black Panther, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, because he's technically the bad guy of the movie, but he's just so fucking cool. And he looks cool. He's got his fucking armors based off of like Vegeta's armor from Dragon Ball Z. So like immediately I was like all about this dude. Um, but even so, like his character was like, he was like the villain, but he, he also like brought up a lot of good points and you were like, uh, I don't know if this guy's like really a bad guy or if he's just kind of like salty about his situation, but that's a pretty good movie villain. Um, I'm trying to think, I, I feel like that's kind of like a, not a bad answer, but I was like, I feel like I could think of a better one. And I was trying to think of one as I was saying that, um, I don't know. I'll have to come back to that. Uh, what is, what are some of my biggest regrets? Um, I, you know what? I usually will say that I don't regret anything and I don't, I don't really like to dwell on mistakes that I made. I think of, uh, somebody once told me they're like mistakes you make in your life. They're not mistakes. They are learning experiences. And, and that always stuck with me. And I think about that a lot when I, when something happens and it's like, oh, that didn't work out. And it's like, okay, well, don't dwell on it. Don't think of it as like, oh shit, I wish this happened or whatever. Just be like, okay, that was a learning experience. I won't, I won't do it that way again. And, but I think, I guess for the sake of the question, uh, I guess my only real regret is not seeking help for my mental health, uh, sooner. And waiting till it got to a point where I was like having crippling anxiety. Um, I wish I would have talked to somebody sooner and tried to sort out a lot of these problems before they became problems, I guess. So if you're listening to this and you think about wanting to go reach out and get help, do it. Don't, don't even think about it. Just do it. You're going to thank me later. Uh, Shabadab on on the on the six one six Discord. He asks, uh, "What inspires you?" Um, I'll be honest. Like, currently, what inspires me is my friends and just people around me. Like, I see, I see things that my friends are doing, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude, that's awesome!" I like that inspires me to want to like do more as well like and and i think about like ian and mike 616 entertainment these guys you know do so much like they do the podcast every week uh ian does so many videos on his youtube channel like 
these retrospective videos like that take so much work and, and research to do and, and it's like the final products are always incredible and seeing that it's like oh that like that inspires me to like want to like create stuff like to be not not to be a content creator but to, to create content and a lot like i said a lot of it is like me seeing other people do it better and not wanting to do it but like but seeing my friends do it, it, it makes me happy to like to see them kind of like succeeding. Like Castro, Castro's been killing on on the Twitch streaming. Like it inspires me. Like I, like I and especially with wrestling, like I see a lot of the students, and like God, they the students at the at the Freelance Wrestling Academy, like they they've been doing so well, like on their own, like going out and getting their own bookings and like d- just performing well in these shows. And just like so many wrestlers have come, like have come to me and said like like with seminars and stuff like they they tell me like yo these kids are like really good like already like just with their basics and like their footwork and their positioning and stuff like that a lot of stuff that takes like years and years and years to like really kind of like get down um and i'm like yeah well they have good trainers duh (laughs) not me but um but no like seeing them and like seeing how passionate they are like and and talking to them about wrestling and stuff like that i'm like when i get like jaded and like burnt out on stuff i'm just like oh these kids are like super super into this still and like i'm like hell yeah that's awesome like that makes me happy that like it's not like it's not like everywhere it's just me (laughs) i only feel that way but like it makes me happy to see them so inspired on their own you know and by that it inspires me to want to like be better and and it makes me want to be like a better person. So that's what inspires me. Everybody else. Oh, <laughs> uh, do 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 Let's see. Let's see. We're going to Twitter now for some questions. Uh, defending your movie podcast. Shout out Jeremy Scaremy Myers. Uh, he says if if bald people work in a restaurant, do they still need a hairnet? Uh, I'm gonna say no. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's like a thing or not. I would say no. If there's no hair falling out, then there's no no need for a hairnet. Um, what is the most embarrassing thing you've ever worn? Um, embarrassing. Hmm. I will say, I as a child, uh, I don't know how I came in. To possession of this i'm gonna have to ask my dad maybe i'll get him on the podcast again we could talk about this but as a kid i had a green bay packers brett Favre jersey and hey brett Favre, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time cannot deny his talent uh and, but as a chicago bears fan wearing a packers jersey is kind of a little sacrilegious and i apparently i was not old enough to kind of understand that but I see pictures of it as a, as an adult now, and I'm just like, God, that's so embarrassing to see. I mean, that's about it. I mean, I've I've wrestled in like speedos and like stuff like that, and I you know wore a dress for like Halloween, so like that that stuff's not embarrassing to me at all. But wearing a Packers jersey, it's very embarrassing. Um, he also asks, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is cereal soup? Um. <laughs> This is one of those questions like uh, what came first, chicken or the egg? Uh, hot dogs are not sandwiches. They are they're, uh, their own thing. And cereal is definitely not soup. I'm just going to say that. 
JT Energy. Shout out JT Energy. He's one of the only people I know that actually listens to this podcast. So hell yeah, dude. Thank you. Uh, he asks, what's the craziest wrestling story that sounds fake but is true that you witnessed? Oh, let me think about this. God, I'm sure there's so many. Um, uh, God, I remember, <laughs> remember being on a show. It was a, it was ICW in Milwaukee, and I just remember, I remember Brutus the Barber Beefcake was there, and I just remember him like stumbling around the locker room and then just like peeing in someone's bag. <laughs> And it just be like he was like, oh, sorry, I didn't know where the bathroom was. Um, I don't. Oh God, I like I, this is like terrible because I probably have like a million stories. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna rain check on this one for you. Uh, I'm going to once I remember stories because I I've had so many fucking traumatic brain injuries in my life. I'm sure that I can't. I can barely remember what I did yesterday, but. If I remember specific stories, I'm going to like make note of them and maybe I'll do an entire podcast where I tell wrestling stories that are like just fucking weird. Maybe I might have to omit certain people's names, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make this happen. I think that would be pretty fun. Uh, Clifford Frazier. Shout out Clifford Frazier. He's in my fantasy football league. Um, He said, if the staff of PWG has to fight each other, Hunger Games style, who wins? Um, I think without a shadow of a doubt, shadow of a doubt, um, our good friend Tyrone Ward would probably whoop everyone's ass. And that's literally just because he is a trained Muay Thai fighter and, uh, and also a professional wrestler. Um, so yeah, I think he would definitely whoop our asses, um, without a doubt. Okay, we've got some couple more questions here before we get the hick out. Uh, Young Shinobi23 on Twitter asks, which horror movies would you would should have a crossover movie movie? Ew, I can't even speak. Uh, which horror movies should have a crossover movie? Freddy vs. Jason style. Uh Honestly, like we we used to joke about this as as kids all the time to be like, oh, they should they should make this, they should make that. We always talked about doing Child's Play versus the Leprechaun, just because they're both small. I don't even know if that would be good, but I mean, it'd be pretty cool to see like Leprechaun and Chucky like fight each other. So I think I'd have to go with that. Uh, noob dude twenty six oh one twenty six noob dude one twenty six. Shout out Mark Villanueva. He says, do you love me? And I do. Aw, Mark, you're so cute. Meow. That's what we say to each other at work all the time. Just <laughs> for anybody wondering. Coin Jones. Shout out Coin Jones. He says, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing a lot better than I have in the past. Uh, we've, I know you. we've talked about this in the past. Uh, I'm doing good, as I, as I spoke on earlier, so... Thank you for your asking. Uh, Brendan Conway. Shout out Brendan Conway. Let's see. The mayor of Mokina. This is his uh, name on Twitter now. He says, if you could put, if you could put 
oh, could be put into a feud with any Star Wars character, who would it be? Any canon or extended universe character, baby or heel, match types, locations, everything is on the table. Um, hmm. Who would I be put into a feud with? I think, well, seeing as that my wrestling style towards the end was more uh, geared towards doing comedy matches, I think I would go into a feud with the... Oh, man. I was going to call him the John Cena of the Star Wars universe, but that doesn't really fit anymore. Um, somebody that everyone hates, but is supposed to be <laughs> like a lovable character. I'm go- I'm calling out Jar Jar Binks. And let me tell you why. Jar Jar Binks is a unnecessary, goofy, comedic relief in a movie that doesn't need it. And... I think that I would uh, wipe the floor with him, him and his Gungan army. Um, <laughs> we would have a, we would have a Gungan death match. Um, we would have to be under the water for sure, but I, I think they had those those breathing things. I don't know, um, but I would uh, I would definitely win. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and the last couple questions we got here. Uh, at scrump underscore one shout out scrump um, he says least favorite looking Pokemon <laughs> uh, least favorite looking I don't know I think I don't even know that many Pokemon to be honest I think I can only remember the first 151 like for real and then like after that it gets a little sketchy Um, I do know that there's like a set of keys now of Pokemon <laughs> That looks stupid. Um, there's a fucking ice cream cone. That looks pretty stupid. Um, I don't know. Maybe that, wh- what is it? Schluckle, Sh- schlucky? is like the turtle thing. I don't know. Um, if it's not, if it's not Charmander, they all suck. Uh, what song do you think you've listened to the most? Oh, man. Um, honestly, it might be American Pie (laughs) by Don McLean, uh, basically because when I was younger, let's say when I was like in my early teens, like when I was like 12 or 13, uh, I was like obsessed with that song and I would just listen to it on repeat because I wanted to learn the words. And this was like... This was like before you could like look up lyrics and stuff online, I guess, or like and like print them out and stuff. Um, so I would like listen to it all the time, all the time, all the time, just so I can learn the words to it. And I still do to this day. I still know all the words to American Pie, which I don't think is that um, impressive, maybe. Um, but I have this thing too whenever I'm listening to the radio or if I'm listening to like, if I have my phone connected to my, in the car, I'm driving anywhere. If American pie comes on, I do not change the channel. I do not switch the song. And I, if I get to my destination, I will sit in the car and I will listen to the remainder of American pie and in its entirety, always because it's that great of a song. Uh, 
If you could vacation anywhere, where would it be and why? Um, well, I've always wanted to go to Japan, just like in general. Um, so I would love to go to Japan because like of the wrestling culture that's there. Uh, I mean, I'm like, I'm a huge fan of like Dragon Ball Z and like stuff like that. So like, it'd be cool to kind of go there and like see some of that, like, they have like a lot of stores and stuff that are like centric to those uh, properties. Um, plus there's that giant Godzilla head. Um, I don't know where else. I mean, like I would love, I've always wanted to go to Australia. Like I would love to, to, to travel in the outback and just kind of do, do that. Um, and I don't know, like tropical islands, I guess <laughs> I would love to go to Jamaica. I think that would be fun. Not a lot of I know a lot of people that have gone and they always talk about talk very highly of it. Um worst first date. Oh boy. Okay, I, I we'll come back to that. That's that'll be the main event of this podcast. Uh, uh one of your other questions is who would win in between a bear and a crocodile? Um I think crocodile for sure would kill a bear because he would drag that some bitch into the water and and hold him under until the bubbles don't stop um that's without a doubt big gator guy but crocodile wins in this one um worst first date okay so this was a couple years ago and i actually i had met this girl and we had talked for a little bit and we we didn't really we hadn't hadn't had time to go like to go out or whatever. I was working a lot. She was in school. Um, and we just like, we never really had a chance. And then like just one night she was like, Oh, like let's, let's go get drinks and like go, go do karaoke. And I was like down. Cause if you know me, love doing karaoke, big karaoke fan. So I'm like, for sure. So we meet at this bar by her house, uh, or by her apartment, I should say in, in the city. And, uh, and this girl, I, I, at the time, I think I was like in my, I was in my mid twenties. Um, but she was uh, probably close to my age, maybe a little bit younger, but she was like, uh, like a, ex- not exchange student. Uh, she's, she was a student from China. So she was Chinese, very Chinese, um, spoke with a very heavy accent. Uh, but could speak English, uh, and got she was really funny. Like she, because she was very sarcastic. But like, I couldn't catch pick up on the sarcasm because obviously with her accent and stuff, it was kind of hard to to pick up on that. But she was really funny. But she goes, okay, let's go to do this karaoke. I'm like, sweet. So we're doing this. We're over there. It's fun. We're like hanging out, getting to know each other. Uh, and then she's like, okay, I'm gonna go up and sing. And she goes up and she sings uh, a rendition of someone like you. Uh, God, who sings that? Um, Adele? I think so. I think that's an Adele song. You know, there's someone like you. Um, so she's singing this song and it's pretty good. I was like, oh, okay. She's like pretty decent. Halfway through her song, this girl starts crying on like on the stage in front of this entire bar crying and like puts the mic back in the thing and just runs off into the bathroom. And I'm just like, all right, (laughs) 
Like, what the fuck just happened? And everyone's like turns and like looks at me, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I'm like kind of just shrugged. And maybe like 10, 15 minutes go by, and then she comes out and she comes over back to the table, and I'm like, hey, like, is everything okay? Like, what, like, what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and she was just like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. Like, every time I hear that song, it reminds me of my ex boyfriend. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, well, that's not good, I guess. And like, it just like, it just made everything like super awkward. Not like awkward. Like, I didn't really care. I was like, whatever. Like, I I still had fun. And then uh, after that night, we didn't really, we didn't, there was no second date uh, after that. But I mean, I guess that's pretty much the worst first date I've ever had. I'm sure there's been worse. I'm sure other girls could probably tell you. Uh, that I was the worst first date for them, which I'm probably sure that might be a thing. But I think that's all my questions. It's uh, a lot of them. I think I got a lot of this. Just me rambling most of the time. Um, but thank you guys for for checking this out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Uh, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Um. Uh, love you guys all and hopefully <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed this podcast uh, and you want to listen to more I promise I will be a little bit more consistent with uh, episodes I got a couple good guests coming up that I'm very excited to sit down with and a couple more ideas for future episodes that uh, could be kind of interesting um, more information on that coming soon so thank you thank you thank you uh, talk to you guys soon.